Being a slave or being a free man. Good morning, Christian America. In today's gospel reading, we're going to cover a key component of the gospel of John in chapter 8. We're going to start at verse 31 today. And what Jesus is doing is he's about to get into a debate over Jerusalem. It's called the Jerusalem debate. And he's standing in front of both followers and Pharisees, those who are trying to detract and take away from his message. And they're having a debate, a discourse about the founding of the faith, about who the Jewish people are and what it means to be truly free. It's super important that we listen to what Jesus has to, to tell us today, that what scripture has to enlighten us with today because it's so deep and we're only going to cover just a portion of it. So let's get into the word of God today. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. We don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation Participate by subscribing to this podcast, following us on all the social media platforms, subscribing to this YouTube channel, this Rumble channel. Friends, let's get into the word of God today because I, I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Today, we're going to be talking about Jesus and the Jewish history in the gospel of John in chapter eight. We're going to start at verse 31 and we'll get into that just here in a minute. But I want to uh, set this up for you. So Jesus is having a long conversation and discourse with his detractors, with those who are trying to push back against what Jesus is saying. And Jesus has made clear in the last passage we read, and if you missed it last week, go back and listen to last week, that Jesus says that he, that, that I am, those are the words he uses, I am, in a throwback reference to Moses in the burning bush, where Moses asked, whom shall I say sent me? And God says, tell them that I am sent you. And Jesus is laying the case that he is the I am. He is one with the Father. He's said this numerous times over the past previous passages. But he wants to get in a little bit deeper as they push back against him. And there's some key messages in just these few verses that I'm going to read to you and that I'm going to show to you uh, about what it means to be a follower of Christ, about what Christ is truly here to do, what his word can truly do for us, what it means to be truly free, what it means to understand truth, especially in today's society where truth is quite frequently skewed and hidden and manipulated to fit narratives of the person telling the story or the, or, or the person asking for money or the person asking for votes or the person asking for something of their own accord rather than what is truly true. And so let's get into the word today. Grab your Bibles. Turn to the gospel according to John chapter 8, verse 31. This is the discourse, the beginning of the discourse uh, about Jerusalem. Uh, and one note on this passage and the, the coming passages in the gospel of John, John uses the phrase, the Jews, uh, quite frequently. And in this passage, and in this context, the phrase, the Jews, are referring to the Jewish leaders, the Jewish religious hierarchy, the ones that are pushing back against his word, 
not the Jewish people who are uh, starting to believe in Christ. The previous passage just just uh, said that many believers start or many people started to believe in Jesus. And then when John uses the words the Jews uh, in this context of verbal discourse, he's, he doesn't mean all the Jews. He means the relig religious leaders who are who are arguing back against him. And so, again, the gospel of John chapter eight, verse 31, it says that Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him. If you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, amen, amen, I say to you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. A slave does not remain in, in a household forever, but a son always remains. So if a son frees you, then you will be truly free. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. I tell you what I have seen in my father's presence, then do what I have heard from the father. Friends, in this passage, Jesus is telling us first and foremost, if you believe in him, I'll start at the top. If you believe in me, you will be truly one of my disciples. If you believe in Jesus, you would be his disciples. What, is, what do his disciples do? They listen to him. They follow his word. They act on his commands. They don't just sit around and pontificate. They don't just say, well, okay, I believe, and then they go back to doing their sinful ways, thinking that they're saved because they believe, they just simply believed in him, but they don't actually bear any of the fruit of being a disciple bears. He says, if you truly believe in my word, you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's an often quoted phrase from scripture. The truth will set you free. Martin Luther King famously had a speech in which he invoked this, this phrase. I wonder how many people these days know where that phrase came from. It comes from Jesus. So he said, if you know me, you will be my disciples, which means that you will act as my disciples. You will believe as my disciples. You will you will do good works as my disciples. You will do the things that I've commanded as my disciples. You, you will live the life of discipleship, spreading the gospel, being generous, being kind, loving your neighbor, teaching, learning, lifting up, helping those who need help, donating your time, your talent, your treasure, everything that we have come to know or that we should come to know about being a disciple of Christ, being a believer. He said, you will truly be one of these. And you will know the truth. So when you know Jesus, you know the truth. We know that he says later on in this gospel that John records that he is the truth, the life, and the way. And so he says, if you know me, if you'll be my disciples, you will know the truth. 
not your truth, not their truth, not our truth, but the truth. You will know the truth. And the truth, knowing the truth, will set you free. And then they answered him. We're descendants of Abraham. We're not enslaved by anyone. Well, that kind of shows you that they don't know their own history. Because the Jewish people were enslaved. They were enslaved in, in Egypt for over 400 years. So that's a confusing statement for them to retort back to him. And not only that, but even at this time, at this current time where this is taking place, they're occupied by a Roman government. And so they aren't free. And that's, that's the dialogue that's something very similar to what we see today when we are surrounded by things that enslave us, but we don't realize that they're enslaving us. How are they enslaving us, you might ask? They're enslaving us by taking up our time. They're enslaving us by taking up our attention. Jesus says that if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. If you know the truth that these things that are trying to detract you or distract you or gaslight you, or get you upset to take your time off of your tasks of being a disciple, off your task of living your righteous life, off your task of doing the best at your job, doing the best in your family, being a good parent, being a good spouse, being a good neighbor. These are the things that make you truly a disciple. But when you spend your time being a slave to the things that, do, that take away from the truth, that distort truth, things like the news, things like politics, things like, you know, anything in our society that right now that is causing division amongst ourselves. There's a, there's a million of them. When you put your time and effort to those things, you're a slave. And you can say, you could easily say, just like these Jewish people in Jesus' time that said, we're, we're not slaves. We're not slaves. We live in the land of the free. But Jesus corrects, his, corrects them and he says, if you are committing sin, you are a slave to that sin. Again, we tend to look at what's in front of us. Jesus looks to what is above us. And therein lies the difference. If you're a slave to sin, then you are a slave. If you're a slave to arguing on social media, if you're a slave to hatred towards your brother, if you're a slave to vitriolic conversation and gossip about friends because of things that maybe you don't agree with or that you have a problem with, if you are, if you are a slave to rancor and obscene political discourse, and I say that because this is going to be on social media, then you are being a slave to that sin. And you are not free, no matter where you live. No matter if you're in the land of the free. And we must not look at things of below. We must focus our attention on what is above. And there is the difference between being a Christian and just being someone who lives for the world. Jesus says that a slave does not remain in the household forever. 
Slaves are bought and sold. They're given away. They, 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 they do, in, in the historical sense, their property and people, the owners of, the, uh, of slaves, do a whole bunch of things with them. But the son of the slave owner remains in the household. And he's equating God as the master of the house, the son as himself, and all of us as slaves to this world. And said that the only one who can set us free, the only one who can set the slaves of sin free are the son of the household who has the keys and will free them. He's referring to himself. And then he says, I know you're descendants of, descendants of Abraham, but you're trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. Isn't that true also of today, that God's word has no room among you? When someone invokes God, even the people who call themselves Christian turn to look at that person as if he's a con artist, as if he wants something, as if he's trying to hoodwink or bamboozle someone. He's got his own agenda. And those who don't believe in God, who don't believe the word of Christ, tend to look at that person as someone who's crazy, as someone who's dangerous, as someone who's a threat. Friends, this is exactly how they looked at Jesus. They, those two differences, and there's many gradations in there, are exactly how they looked at Jesus. The religious looked at him as a threat, and the irreligious looked at him as foolish and as a danger. The only thing that they could both agree on is that they needed to crucify him. The religious Jews, the religious Jewish leadership, and the Roman pontiff, the Roman guards, and they made it happen. Meanwhile, Jesus says not to be focused on what is of the earth, but to be focused on what is above. And that if you're not doing that, then you are a slave to your sin. And the only way to free yourself is to know the truth. And the only way to know the truth is with the word of God. And as John in the very first lines of this gospel equates the word of God with Jesus, the word made flesh. So if you don't know Jesus, you don't know the truth. And if you don't know the truth in any subject, in any form, in any manner in which we're talking about, if you don't know the truth, then you are not truly free because you don't know what free is because you are lacking in context and substance about what is true and whatever it is that we're talking about. You are a slave to someone else's opinion. You are, so, you are a slave to someone else's news. You are a slave to someone else's agenda. You are a slave to someone else's ideology. When you don't know the word of God, when you don't know Jesus, when you don't follow him, you don't become a disciple of him, you can never be truly free. And so we, as Christians, need to find a way to do that. 
We need to find a way to be free. We need to turn away from the hatred and divisions, the things that would divide us amongst our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to build bonds of friendship and relationship and community. One that transcends whatever the topic of the day is. And live a more righteous life together. And that's what we're trying to do here with the Christian American revitalization effort is trying to, to build a community that lives a more righteous life together. Friends, if you support that mission, again, just follow us on social media. Subscribe to this podcast. It comes out every Monday. We go through another version, another portion of scripture in context, in verbatim, where we show it to you, where we read it to you, so that you can understand for yourself what's script, scripture actually saying. And then kind of relate it to what's going on in the world today. So friends, until Monday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.